It is indeed the Saturday Coffee Clutch with Heather Lofthouse, who is executive director of Inequality Media Civic Action, my former student who got an A minus from me. Here we go. 25 years ago. Um, Heather. It wasn't 25 years it, ago. It wasn't. It and wasn't. it was an A minus, though. I, it was an A minus. But you know what? Nobody got an A in that course. Can I tell you know that? That's the secret? That was the secret. Wow. Nobody. You Not did. even that one smarty pants in the front row? No, that was you. Oh, you got a name stop. on us. Uh, listen, uh, so the week the week we just had, I, uh, there were some encouraging news politically. Mm-hmm. I mean, the uh, the election uh, that nobody paid attention to uh, because it was a, you know, not a presidential election, yeah. not even a midterm, but a very important state election. And look at the results in Ohio. So promising. And Virginia. And I know. Kentucky. And... I mean, a lot of good results. Yeah. So let's talk about them. So Kentucky loved it. Sorry, Mitch McConnell's Cameron. Not interested. Bashir uh, was already, uh, I think, in a fairly strong position. But uh, look, I mean, to have a Democrat in Kentucky, of all places, uh, Governor Bashir did a wonderful job. In Ohio, I mean, the big, big question there and the big amazing reality is that abortion and also access to marijuana. I mean, things that have to do with your personal right to do what you want, basically, with your body. Right. Uh, Ohioans, who are getting more and more conservative and Republican and Trumpy, it didn't matter. No. I mean, the, so the abortion issue is fascinating to me. And it's such, I mean, so people fought so hard. And then, and we had better women's rights, you know, and reproductive rights. And then Trump trashed everything and took such pride in it. And it was disgusting. And now they're trying to claw it all back from us, from us all who want it. And we're, the voters are saying, not on our watch. I mean, it's a gift. It's a gift. Their awfulness is a gift. Dobbs is a gift that keeps giving. Uh, and who knew that the Trump Supreme Court would actually be the source of maybe, now I'm going to, you know, from my my lips, uh, Democratic revival, I don't know. It, it's too much to, uh, I think, extrapolate from these, 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 these elections. Yeah. But I do think that the abortion is going to be a very, very big deal in the upcoming election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting for me because I had a chapter in global health and I worked um, in South Asia and I worked in Africa and so much of what we did, it was research basically and looking at the private sector's healthcare provision for the poorest of the poor in developing countries. Um, And people, women wanted access to abortion. So we were working on how do you get it? Is it mesoprostol? Do you get it approved by the country? And then, you know, how do you get access to people? I can't believe that I had this life where I thought, you know, the U.S. is one way and I'm working to try to get, you know, equal access for people in other places that we take for granted over here. And then it's all switched. Well, there, there is a deep undercurrent in the Republican Party of, uh, well, let's call it for what it is, white Christian nationalism. And a big piece of that, exemplified by our new speaker, Johnson, uh, is religious fundamentalism. Uh, and extreme right-wing religious fundamentalism, uh, so that it, you know, it's just—it's not just access to abortion; Mm-mm. it's access to uh, almost every contraception. Yes. It's uh, it's people who want to live a lifestyle that may be a gay lifestyle uh, privately, 
Uh, he doesn't like that. He doesn't uh, approve of that. I'm talking about Johnson yeah. and his followers. Uh, now, this is out of step with most of the United States. Right, and that's what we're seeing. Thank and, God. And this is a big, big deal. Yeah. Uh, and it may be the... I know that I have... I've predicted the death knell of the Republican Party now how many times? Mm-hmm. But I think that this may be it. I mean, even you know, the combination of Donald Trump and white Christian nationalism could be it. But then what happens? Who, who, I mean, there's got to still be a Republican Party. Who, is there a new guard that comes? Well, maybe. And uh, they're slightly better and less misogynistic and racist? Well, maybe. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, politics abhors a vacuum, and a, 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 a Republican Party that is so off the rails in every other respect may invite essentially a new Republican Party. Yeah. I, I think that's what's going to happen inevitably, Heather. I, I don't see any uh, any alternative, but it's not going to happen immediately. New right. parties don't just happen. No. Can't just order one online? You can order one if you'd like, but it <laughs> okay. doesn't it come. It does. It's not as fast. No. No, darn. Um, so you mentioned Johnson. What is happening, I mean... In terms of aid packages I, for I mean, Ukraine and Israel. And even the funding of the government. Right. I mean, I mean, this is a man who is so obviously out of his depth. We're talking about the new speaker. He can't get anything done, and he's dealing with a Republican Party in Congress that is also out of their depth. They can't unite behind anything. And so we are going to see a, a funding crisis coming up. Uh, you know, the Democrats are willing to take a plain vanilla continuing resolution. Mm -hmm. uh, just uh, just give us a continuing resolution until however long you want. Um, but Johnson's right wing is not going to be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, and then we can't even get, he can't even get a simple Israel aid resolution. Um, and what about Ukraine? I mean, they, they want, they, the right wing wants to put all kinds of border conditions on Ukraine aid. Uh, and so this is really um, a, a huge problem. It's a, it's a problem for the government of the United States. It's, it plays into what I've talked about as, as Trump's chaos agenda. Yeah. That is, if, if Trump and his Republican allies can make the case that the government doesn't work unless you have a strong authoritarian leader uh, to come in and strong arm and, and basically get rid of all of the democracy, sm small d democracy, uh, well, then it plays into the authoritarian mythology. I know. And that's, I'm afraid, what's happening. I know. And I think, too, that's what happened with the evangelicals speaking back to white Christian nationalism. Because Trump doesn't go to church. Remember, he held the Bible upside down. But it, somehow it became, well, but he's the guy that can, that can get us where we, where we need to go because he's in control and out with the rest. And he is using the imagery of martyrdom. Mm. You know, the, and very biblical yeah. imagery of martyrdom in his trials. Yeah. I mean, he keeps on saying, alluding to the fact, I'm here for you. I'm, right. I'm doing this for yeah. you. Uh, and, uh, you know, his, uh, his trial, his civil trial this mm -hmm. week was interesting because he takes a personal interest in that more than almost anything else. Oh, yeah. Because that's where his money is. That's yeah. where his assets and that's where his children's legacy is going to be. Uh, and uh, but he uh, using that trial as an opportunity to speak out 
in a way that the judge, remember this is a civil trial, there's no jury. Mm -hmm. So this is just the judge. Right. The judge makes the decision. The mm -hmm. judge has already decided yeah. uh, that there has been fraud that's being appealed by Trump, uh, but it's now just uh, the remedy. And, uh, and for Trump to basically assail the judge and get the judge to the point where the judge says uh, to the counsel, you've got to take, you've got to control your count. You have to mm. control your client. Um, well, that's extraordinary. Yeah, I know. And I saw the judge speak this week and just, she was just so compelling. You know, this is called fraud. They were bombastic. They exaggerated. We're talking three billion bucks and they were enriched as a result. Period. Done. Hello. I mean, duh. this is yeah. That's yeah. You can't do that. And Yvonne, all the kids have now gone up. And they keep on saying, oh, "We, of course, we didn't know anything about it." Oh, we. I mean, it was the accountants. I'm not an account. I mean, what two plus two is? I don't even. <laughs> the, the the accountants. I have no idea how much that the, is. The, I wouldn't even. The accountants were the were responsible. Now uh, the trouble is, accountants don't actually do anything. I mean, accountants take orders right. from the people who, they're, who are their yeah, clients. Yeah, but it's a big game of, not it, wasn't well, me. Well, and also, I can't, I can't really recall. Is the, I mean. I can't recall. I can't, I can't. Re I mean, we're just talking about billions of dollars. I can't recall. Can recall that? I can't recall my emails that I'm looking at that I wrote. Um, okay, so can we talk about, first of all, thank you for the coffee. Sometimes I bring it, sometimes Bob brings it, sometimes we make it. And and I got decaf for you. Allegedly. God because, help us all. Because let me just... This, he me, says, this is decaf. I'm like, that says, me, yes, me, caffeinated. <laughs> you know, see, this is, this is Heather on decaf. <laughs> I have seen Heather on calf. You don't want to see Heather on calf. I oh, mean, come on. Your feet don't need to touch the ground. You can just you levitate you know, just through life. Of, yes. Okay, so other news we wanted to talk about. Joe Manchin, interesting. Not Joe, running again. Joe Manchin is the nemesis of the Democratic Party. I mean, he, you know, he spent the first, first two years yeah. of uh, the... Uh, the Biden administration basically making it impossible for Biden to do much of anything. Uh, and it was only because Joe Biden, uh, you know, uh, Joe Manchin uh, actually decided to go along with Biden on the uh, Inflation uh, Reduction Act that we got anything yeah. at all. Um, but now Manchin is going to be a little bit more of a spoiler. He says that he's not going to run mm. again. If he doesn't run again, as he says he's not going to run, well, that, what happens to the Senate? I mean, he's, he it really it is risking yeah. the 50-50 Senate. Uh, and also, is he not going to run at all, or is he going to run as a president? I a know. presidential candidate for no, no labels. No labels. Well, Ugh. it's bad, bad, bad all around. It is, it is bad. There is a group that is um, actually, uh, I, I, I talked to somebody this morning, they want to have uh, a no labels. They they want to have a no labels uh, kind of uh, contingency uh, that is Mitt Romney as president hmm. uh, and Joe Manchin as vice president. Oh, I mean it's. Oh God! Did I mean, you hang up on this person? I, I did. I did. I don't know what the end of the conversation was. Wow! But that's where things seem to be going. Uh, which is to say that they're not going anywhere that anybody officially acknowledges, but there is a lot of, of, of lots of stuff behind the scenes in terms of both the Republican and Democratic parties. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, okay, so <laughs> I have to, <laughs> your subject this week, I loved it. So one day I opened it up and it says, Heather and friends, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't, the polls are polls. Don't worry. I think Biden's going to win. Then yeah, a couple days later, you're like... The, don't worry about the New York Times Siena poll but that, then, showed, that showed <laughs> Trump winning a year from now. No, but don't then worry. a couple days later, you said, okay, but here's the problem. Well, I If say Trump that, does win, this is... If he were to win, then we have to worry about these things. Well, so that's, that's how, not, there's are, not logically inconsistent, I know, but Heather. this is... But I you felt better logic, about the first one. You are a logic major I was, in college. But I felt better about the one subject than the other subject, if I'm being honest. Which one? The one that says, don't worry, Biden's winning. Uh, Biden is going to win. He is going to win. Uh, but if he doesn't... We have a lot of reason to worry. Yeah. I mean, serious reason to worry. Um, and uh, I, I did a substack about that on Friday. Uh, because the, uh, the, the amount of planning that is going on behind the scenes yeah. uh, that Trump has blessed, and this is a group of, uh, of really uh, bottom-feeding right-wing opportunists uh, who are worse than... Well, they're, they're kind of the Steve Bannon, Mike Flynn... Uh, types yeah. who are uh, already trying to make a runway yeah. for Trump. Yeah. Uh, I, I worry very much about them. Um, I realize we didn't talk about the debate. Do we want to talk about the debate? You mm. mean the Republican debate yeah, that, that nobody one. watched? Yeah, that uh, one. It was just a yelling debate. It was another yelling debate. Uh, and the only thing anybody remembers from that debate in the future will be the word scum. I know. Um, you know, Nikki she's Haley. She's not wrong. She's not wrong at all. Uh, but Nikki Haley um, is, uh, I think, uh, coming up very, very fast. Um, and uh, she could be the number two candidate yeah. in the Republican Party, which is not saying very much because uh, Donald Trump is is is, is his, his lead is getting longer and longer. Uh, but is so, then is she the Veep then? Well, it's a, it's, it's a good question. I think uh, if Donald Trump were really smart, he would make her the vice president. Uh, but he's not smart. So who does he make? Tucker Carlson? Stop it. Oh, well, that's, that's today's rumor. I can't with that. I didn't think, I mean, I've heard it rumored, but I didn't think you would actually ugh, say the words. Well, I, I say it only that's because... That's wild. Well, he's wild. Let's be clear. He is unconstrained. Ugh. Uh, so and depressing. he's a kind of a he's a, he's beyond a loose cannon, and is, he's looking at the next term if he gets it as an opportunity to be totally unconstrained. Uh, and uh, who who to be totally unconstrained with? Well, Nikki Haley would be a type a kind of a constraint. Yeah. Uh, she at least has some principles. Tucker Carlson has no principles. Mm. I thought I'd cheer but you. But his up. resume, I mean, he's just. He's a diplomat through and through. I mean, he's done a lot of, he's been elected, he's, you know. I mean, it's, uh, it, it, you know, there, there is a, a strain wow. of, um, of American voter uh, who doesn't say it in these terms, doesn't say, well, I want an authoritarian leader, uh, but indirectly says, in poll after poll, I want a strong leader who's, who's going to cut through all the crap and... Uh, and essentially deliver the goods. And I want, you know, I, I, I'm tired right. of essentially democracy, small d. 
And also there's a lot of gender coding going on. I mean, race, oh. and, race and gender. I want a strong leader, white guy. Uh, white guy. Yeah. Absolutely right. In fact, one of the things that's propelling Trump and propelling this anti-democracy movement uh, is the fear of uh, demographic change, the fear, yeah. fear of women. Misogyny is, very, is, a, is a huge factor. Uh, and racism. Mm. The other. How does it feel to be the other? I mean, I'm barely the other. I mean, I'm, you know, in some of my characteristics. I, well, we won't get into that right now. But um, I, I, it's I, scary. I, it is scary. It's so scary. I, but it's a year. Let me just. Yeah, it's a it's year. It's a year from now. And it's more. It's it's uh, less than a year from now. But it's still uh, anything can happen, and. Um, we still have Trump's trials to go through. Uh, another thing that was very interesting in that Times-Siena poll that everybody's talking about and worried about is that, uh, but people have not recognized, if Trump is convicted, uh, that Times-Siena poll showed that his support mm -hmm. actually begins to melt away. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. So uh, let's Which, look. I mean, one would hope. Well, yes, but look at the timing. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be on trial in March. Right. For allegedly uh, trying to stage a coup. Yeah. Uh, well, that trial could easily be over by June, uh, July. Uh, that's enough time for his support to peel away. Okay. So I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic I, because you just said that, but also because of Tuesday night's results. So I hold on to that, as right. so much of the world is in a terrible spot. It is. Um, people are still calling me, uh, Washington operatives, uh, saying it's not too late for Trump, uh, for Biden to drop out. It is too late for Biden to drop yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, it's too late for anybody else to get the... Uh, get a campaign together and get the money together yeah. and get uh, the... We're less than a year out. Yeah, you can't do it. Yeah. So interesting. You have the inside scoop. Okay. Um, the other, oh, yesterday, was it? Well, sometime, I can't remember when, but you recorded, people don't know this, um, a video that we're going to put out through Inequality Media Civic Action with Jared Bernstein, your yes, former colleague. Yes. Jared How Bernstein. How is that? Can you share any behind the well, scenes Jared, updates? First of all, Jared Bernstein is now chair of the Council of Economic Advisors. Uh, and Jared Bernstein used to work for me. Uh, 30 years ago, we had a good laugh about it. I said to him, his, you know, his, his career has basically fallen off <laughs> the edge over the last 30 years. It's bound nothing but Where down, did you work together? You know, at the Labor Department. Okay. He was a deputy a chief economist mm. at the Labor Department. Uh, and he reminded me that he and I both got the minimum wage increase in 1996 when both houses of Congress were under the Republicans. Can you imagine that? Well, I can't, I can't, well. I mean, he was, he, it even startled him as right. he started well to think about it. Well done, you two. Uh, so we ended our conversation with, I won't, I won't tell you how we ended it, but uh, you'll have to wait. Okay, but that's it exciting. Was great, it was great fun. He's a terrific guy, and he is, uh, he understands uh, that Joe Biden has introduced a very different economic paradigm. Uh, and we went into that difference. Uh, and he would not say something that I was pushing him to say. And that is that Joe Biden's uh, economics is fundamentally different than Clintonomics or 
uh, even Obamanomics. Uh, and um, one of the big, biggest differences is obviously that there are no Wall Streeters yeah. in the White House. Right. You just have you know, this, that, yeah. ec that economic team is very, very different. Yeah, which is fabulous. Also not easy to adjust tack of a giant economic <laughs> system. No, uh, but they're doing a wonderful job. And, and Jared uh, talked a lot about labor, about yeah. monopoly, about trade, about the kinds of things that you don't normally think about as part of an economic policy, but are critically important. Right. Okay. And then my final question for you, and this is Substack specific. So you had a lovely Friday series about the common good, and we were all into it, the Substackers. We were all Substackers yeah. into it. And so are you going to do, what's it, are you going to do another series now that one is sunsetting? Yes, I am doing another series. And Substackers, please, here. please join in. I'm going to announce it next Friday. Uh, and it's going to be about uh, the common good and capitalism. Uh, because a lot of the feedback I got from many of you about that Common Good series, which uh, many of you found very, very valuable and useful, you've said, well, what about the system? What about American capitalism? Is it compatible with the Common Good? Uh, and I thought, well, that would be a very important set of essays and issues to get involved with. So we're going to do that starting next Friday. Great. Looking forward to it. A little announcement. I like it. Are we done? Did we cover all our... I think we did covered... We did, did we cover? Did we cover? I think we did. I do. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, notwithstanding all of the, uh, the semi-good news and some bad news, and uh, we didn't really get into the wars around the world, um, and I think it's probably just as well. You have a peaceful week. Have a good week. From Heather and from me, farewell. <laughs>